due to unforeseen circumstances, the Mystery Mat Spotlight Season 5 has been delayed. However, Mystery Mat would never leave a homie hanging. So, please enjoy Season 4 Extended. Ladies, gentlemen, please take your seats. The spotlight is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. I'm Mystery Matt, and you're listening to the Mystery Matt Spotlight Podcast. Everybody around me is currently laughing and making funny faces at me like Ray. This evening, we are going to be discussing Marvel versus DC, and I am joined by Peter, Coleman, Greg, and my Hello. lovely wife, Sarah. Hello. Sup? This is actually take two, so we're going to go right back to where we were, and we were talking about how the earliest stuff started, so we want to know, well, who was the first, the, the first main superhero? Uh, Superman, I don't know if I would call him the first major <coughs> superhero. Between the two, certainly DC is first. Sarah's using the Google. Superman. Yeah, Superman. So, 1952? So, no, June, 1938. 1938. And you have to remember, DC does a lot during the war effort in the States. And that's where a lot of their mainstream, Captain America, the um, Unknown Soldier, uh, G.I. Joe, uh, a lot of them come from World War II and are World War titles, World War II titles. And oddly enough, DC actually doesn't get rid of them until around 1964. Uh, actually, what DC did was all the ones that were heavily war-related uh, characters, they either changed them so that they fit outside of the war, uh, i.e. Wonder Woman, or they made them separate characters from the golden era and they now live in their own dimension as those characters there. I have to actually disagree, right? They <coughs> brought some of them back, right? And I'm not going to deny it. And yes, they rewrote. One, and you're right. Some of the problems that a lot of them had was their history, their background history. Uh, Wonder Woman got rewritten by, by being given immortality, which she sort of already has, except she lost it when she left the island, right? If you actually read the storyline. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so that was okay with her. Captain America, they just froze him. <laughs> right? They just froze him sorry, in the Arctic. I'm sorry, that was a great friggin' idea. Uh, but that wasn't, that wasn't a new idea with the movie. That was actually very old and in the comic book. That's how they reintroduced <laughs> him in the comic book. But I'm talking about the other ones. G.I. Joe never really had any rewrite. And they, sure, they became espionage. G.I. Joe's not superheroes. And though. Cold War and all that. Yes, they are. Right? G.I. Joe was... You, they certainly weren't doing anything a normal soldier could do. They were definitely in the category mm. of super soldier, right? Joe, wasn't, wasn't GI Joe just to sell toys? Uh, a lot of people think that, and then with the cartoons, yes, it was. But but GI Joe's history is actually a lot further back. Oh, it goes way back, right? Um, uh, and you have to remember Red Skull, right? Yeah. Also rewritten, right? Um, and uh, he was a World War II villain. Right. Absolutely. Um, and Hitler he, he, was part of Hydra. Yeah. Right. So that's where the Hydra. Hitler was comes actually out. under Red Skull. Oh yeah. See, I don't know a lot about GI Joe. I think. Just again, it wasn't one that appealed to me as. Yeah. Just as 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 characters didn't appeal to me because they didn't. I didn't have any relevancy with any of those characters. Right? Yeah. So the first. Uh, oh, sorry, Greg. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I watched G.I. Joe when I was a kid and growing up. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with G.I. Joe. Uh, for I got a fun fact for you. Uh, Japan bought the rights to the G.I. Joe figure um, shortly after the Second World War when they were trying to rebuild and everything, right? Japan took the idea and said, okay, well, now we're having trouble making so much plastic because we're still rebuilding. So they took that idea and shrunk it down. And then they started changing it, and eventually you get the Transformers. I knew it was going to be a Transformer reference. Yeah. It always is. It yeah, always right? is. I love those things. 
right? Um, but certain, certainly the argument would be that DC, from the onset of comics and the superhero genre, up until the late 60s, um, 70s, just controlled. Yeah, they the were market. just everything. That's they all were there just was. market. Yeah. Right? Because um, Stan went, he didn't come in until like. Well, he comes in with Marvel. Yeah. Right? And with them, check your check the mics, Matt, because he's just lied on all the. Okay. But but when Marvel comes in, Marvel is this upshot that suddenly, right? And I may have the years wrong, right? But in the sixties, early seventies, right, <coughs> comes in with these massive titles, um, Spider Man, you know, the spectacular Peter Parker, eventually taking over everything with the X Men, and one of the things is is that. DC, the board of DC just couldn't figure out what it was about Marvel, right? They blamed it on more color, more color red, um, dialogue blurbs on the covers, right? A whole bunch of things that they were going on. But a lot of people argued that it was just, it was a change in the way the story was told, that they had gotten updated and to the modern era. Yeah, I think DC, DC had a, it catered to a certain clientele. And it wasn't until Marvel was bringing in female characters and stuff that actually, fe- you know, girls got into comics, right? You gotta get a closer house at the theater. But I think that's because DC ignored a certain population. They were into a certain demographic. And, and I also think they were lazy. They, they, well, they, they had Captain America, The Flash. They had Captain America, The Flash, Wonder Woman, and, Sp- and Superman. And those four. Captain those America four, was Marvel. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was missing, but there is another one. Captain Marvel, I think. Aquaman. Aquaman, right? And those those four pretty much <laughs> carried the DC <laughs> universe for 50 years. Yeah. Right? Sure, they've got other ones in there, but those other ones are, are second second category heroes and not really played out. Well, I don't think DC liked to play well with others. They had their writing team, they had their 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 production team, and that was it. Stan Lee was very open into bringing other people's stories in to create this yeah. universe. Just like Star Trek, right? He allowed other people to create a character, even though they had to follow in a certain way. I think he had some rules. I can't say what those are. See, my problem... Now, this is why I lean more DC. Um, although, so far, not when it comes to the movies, and we'll get into that, because we've got all kinds of time. We're only seven minutes deep. Um. Really? Only seven. Only seven minutes oh God, deep. As of recording, it's seven twenty-eight nine. That'll help for editing later. Yeah, time references. Yeah. Um, but the reason I'm more DC is because it feels less campy, minus the '60s Batman. You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't. When it comes to, like, supervillains, there's only two main players that have the best supervillains. For Marvel, it's Spider-Man. He's got the best villains ever. Like, I would even say better than the one I'm about to say. And in the DC Universe, it's uh, Batman, who has the best villains. I'm I'm going to challenge a lot of that, Matt, right? Yeah. Um, Knew uh, you would. Uh, <laughs> hey, um, there's... There's something about that whole thing, especially when you're bringing up the villains, right? One of the neat things, and one of the things that DC finally did to compete with Marvel was to bring in and start really playing up the anti-hero and its opposite, the pro-villain, right? Which, you know, I've never heard used for, but I'm going to use that phrase. And that's the villain that that you want to see as a good guy. Right, you don't necessarily believe he's villainous, right? And even Spider-Man, and you know how strongly I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man's villains are are very much the one-note villain, right? That Batman had, right? There's something in their background that's just causing this 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 um, weird thing to happen. This aberration in behavior, right? (coughs) And that's what it was—an aberration in behavior, right? They might be good people at heart right but and if that wasn't there they would have been fine but they were corrupted as children right or corrupted as adults or whatever so there's a corruption villain right whereas 
in Marvel, you got a lot more of the villains that that saw evil in the world and were trying to fix it. Right now, admittedly, well, I got the moment you say something like that, that, that I've got a plan for humanity and I'm going yeah. to fix it, you should start thinking yourself as a dictator or tyrant, right? Because that's more unlikely where you're going well, to end up. Well, I have a big. Uh, so, people say that Superman is the poster boy for DC. I would disagree. I would actually say it's Batman. Uh, more people like Batman that I, know. I I wouldn't want to go statistically on the record as saying that. Well, that's true. Yeah. So, in my opinion. There you go. I, I allegedly, I learned from Facebook. Um, I feel that Batman would be bigger. But so if we do look at, say, Batman's. Did you just say learning from Facebook? Yes, I did. That's almost as bad as saying that you learned facts about Tesla from YouTube. <gasps> no, no, not from the posts themselves, but from. Analyzing the posts. From analyzing oh, the posts, yeah. yeah. Or being critiqued for my posts. So I had to put, yeah, sure. I'll hear it again later. Don't worry, I gotta edit this. Um, I, I'm still trying to make a point, but you guys keep ripping me off here. So we take Batman, Spider Man, the two guys that I mentioned. I feel have the best bad guys. If you look at Batman's, primarily, not a single one of them has any powers. They're all twisted in different ways. Penguin has no powers. You know, Riddler, no powers. Joker, no powers. Harley Quinn, no powers. It, it's a Catwoman. Uh, that Catwoman was, has power. Yeah, Catwoman, I would put on the powers list. She's actually given the power of she has a limited number of life. She can actually die nine times. And she has she's agile. Right? Agility and balance. Agility. Yeah. 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 So, no, she wouldn't. Mr. Freeze has powers. Mr. Freeze has powers. But, I mean, like, it's a, there's a solid core of ones that don't. I already mentioned Joker. But then you look at... What you uh, find with a lot of Batman <coughs> villains, though, is that they're geniuses. They've, they've, mm. they're, their superpower is Batman's superpower. Yeah. Gadgeteers. They're all nuts. Yeah, they're all gadgeteers. And they're gadgeteers. all gadgeteers. Yeah. So then you look at Spider-Man's. Not a single one of them doesn't have powers unless he's that one-off gadgeteer. Well, most of them are in one way or another a either technology. A technology, either the experiment, the unrepeatable experiment, usually, or a mutant. Of one and the thing around. I love about Spider-Man, because he's a spider, his bad guys are like rhinos, scorpions, you know, things like that. I, I like that they added a couple more animals to... But at the same time, the same argument can be made for the entire uh, mutant world, the X-Men and on. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, Magneto. Magneto. Good God, you want a good villain. Right, a villain who actually, for like a decade or five years of the comics X Men's title, actually replaces Professor Xavier as the good guy and leading the school. The only like non-powered, I would say, bad guys would be for Spider Man would be Kingpin, but even he has super strength and invulnerability. God, you're hot. What? Temperature hot. Oh, <laughs> it's just emanating off of you. Anyways, what I was gonna say, the basis of any. And specifically, DC seems to be the um, good cop, bad guy, criminal type scenario. Because if you look at it in the way Superman <coughs> aided police in a weird way, as did Batman, specifically Batman, in gathering the criminals, which would be the Joker and the Riddler and all that. So it was very cop, criminal base when you think about it. And all of those, um, like Joker specifically, I think we can definitely say had a lot of sociopathic and psychopathic tendencies could be the comic book version of a serial killer. No, no, no. The, the big thing there, right. And this is where I'm going to really challenge that is. Right. Yeah. If you're looking at it, some from nine, that's why you're here to challenge things from 1980, 1992 with the introduction of the dark Knight series and the rewrite that you see going on in DC, everything you're saying is true. You go back to the original Batman. The Penguin is not a psychopath. No, the Joker. No, the Joker is not a psychopath. He is a thief. That's all he's interested in. He is a jewel thief. Yeah. Right. The original one. The yeah. original one. There's 
these are so so when you're talking in comic books you've got to really focus are you talking golden age are you talking silver age are but you we're talking not Bronze talking age? comic books we're talking dc versus okay, marvel but again you've got to really relate when you're talking that's one of the things about the villains and the heroes themselves as you go along they change from a perspective of how the story is written yeah and one of the things that we see in the bronze era right which is 1990s on and the dark knight series and all of that um the ring series green green lantern that would be the dc one i was mm. using right um is this whole psychological aspect to not only the villain but also to the hero like the, yeah. the dark knight is all based upon that right truth is batman when you look at him in the right way is also a psychopath sociopath absolutely right absolutely but the original Batman is not. Yeah. He's just all. a detective. Right? He's just a detective. He He's doesn't have the delusion. Yeah. Right. Um, so if we go to more modern stuff, because there's going to be a lot of people that listen that are. I'm sure he does. He just needs a microphone from yeah. you chatterboxes. <laughs> so if we move on like to the movies, because more people are going to know the movies than know. Okay, do you, Greg? I have a secret or a confession to make. Okay, give her. I never really read comic books when I was a kid. Neither. And that's what I'm getting at. Um, a so lot of I the, don't really know a lot of the history. A lot of the people even listening won't understand the history of comic Anymore. books. Unless you look into it and stuff like that, you won't understand the different. There's like 27 different Batmans. There's 32 different Jokers. There's like... And uh, not always, because Joker ends up injecting people, and then they turn into the Joker. But the way it wasn't they're the written, original Joker. The way they're yeah. written, and and what it is is that uh, to say that they're different is wrong. To say to give them no, it's that, confirmed now. Now to say that they're different dimensionally would be correct. Okay, yeah, we'll go with that. Right, but the same motivation and drives, the same base core instincts, the same archetype, the same archetype is that person. Right, and that's the key, right? And that's where I say that they're the same. Yeah. So when we come to movies, I would say that DC, just like in the comic books, at first was owning it like a new pair of shoes. Before Marvel came around, Marvel had no movies out. Marvel had Marvel did have movies out, right? Um, and Mar Marvel had movies out when Superman was out. Yes. Or which ones? Because I've never heard of them. Well, I don't know about Superman, because Superman goes so, so back, right? You know, when you go to the black and white, right? But I don't think Marvel existed as a company then. So if we go from the point where Marvel exists as a company, which would probably, I think the first ones we really see appearing, would be the reintroduction of Batman, right? Um, with uh, Jack Nicholson as the, as the Joker, which is 1980. Come on, Matt. You it's know 80, this. It, it was 89, I think. 89 that late yeah right so so but in but in that point in time now again right i am the comic book fanatic i am the superhero fanatic here so so i'm going to be honest with you i'm going to know this stuff but you had in the 70s multiple movies from marvel superheroes made for tv dr ah. strange spider-man right a lot of these titles and they were made for tv movies yeah, and they were the monday lie. night tuesday night movie special but then right. you could also add the Japanese import if we're doing for the made-for-TV. But I mean, like, full theatrical releases of movies, right? But we'll, you, we'll start at... We'll, we'll even bring it up to date more and start at Christopher Reeve. Okay. Right? All right. So, I watched the movies. I Which already, were technically flops, right? You know that. Were they really? Yeah. Um, when I watched them, there was so much stuff that I didn't understand why Superman could do that, like why they went into playing cards and stuff like that, because I hadn't uh, read the comic books or anything else, right? So, like, if you didn't know, you were dump jumping in way too deep, too fast. Well, well, that's one of the big problems with the movies, right? And that's one of the big problems with all of the superheroes, right? Is how to get past the need to tell the origin story. Oh God, yes. Right. We don't the origin need another... story is so rough and can kill a movie franchise. We do kill not comic need book movies. another Batman or Spider-Man origin story ever. Thank you. No. Okay. Um, 
regarding the origin stories, I absolutely 100% agree with you guys. It's okay to have the origin story, but keep it to like maybe the first quarter of the movie. No, not even that long. One of the ones that I saw done really well, really, really well, was the the the, the newest Spider-Man, Spider-Man in the multiverse, not the multiverse, the animated one with Miles, right? But they cover yeah. five different Spider-Man origin stories, and they do it all in under ten minutes. They do it in under like three and a half minutes each. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, right. Like under under ten minutes for all of them, because yeah. the last one, uh, the noir, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, but we're not even going to do that half of it first. We're just going to go it's right like, into my end, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, then I got here. <laughs> yeah. So in that way, the telling of it, if you want to see a horror from from origin stories, just look at, and that's why we've got three Hulk movies. Boom! Right? No, they just couldn't get the origin story. Right? I don't really like any of them, any of the Hulks, but that's besides the point. Um, obviously when Marvel dropped Spider-Man, the one with Tobey Maguire, the very first one that blew up Hollywood, like nothing else that blew Batman financially out of the water, just, just nuked him. Right. Because it was, it had so much more action, more physics breaking effects and stuff like that than Batman ever saw. It was really fresh. I think that's what people really liked about it. It was a fresh story. No one, I mean, like people knew about Spider-Man, but it was the first time that it was an actual big movie in the theater release yeah. and blockbuster. At the time, I was yeah. all about Spider-Man, and I lost my shit. I saw Spider-Man Two on mushrooms. Ooh, that would have been interesting. The thing about that, though, too, right when you when you compare Batman and Spider Man and the two movie franchises that probably did the best in terms at that time, the early nineties, early two thousands, is that by the time Spider Man came around with Tobey Maguire, the graphics were better and different, and it added a certain cinematic um, creativity to everything and, and way of viewing it. And I think that's what made it stand out against the the Batman's that came before it. And I think that's why it felt fresh. Like you said, it was fresh. And I think that's actually a great word to I, describe. I, I, there's, there's a certain element that I'm going to agree with there. But I think one of the B keys, and really comes down to the second movie for both of those franchises, right? The Batman franchise and, this, and the Spider-Man franchise. For each one of their Spider-Mans, they, they pumped out three movies. And then they managed to bring them all back, right? Um, continuity. Continuity in the Marvel film universe. They've done just such a good job between all of their movies, right? It's just so incredible. And when you actually think about it, like, like, let's take a look at DC, right? How many people have played Batman twice, right? And yeah. how many movies was it, were they back to back? And I, you know, it's just, you, your mind, you have to sit there, you'd have to look it up. No, I can tell you right now, uh, Michael Keaton had two. Okay. Val Kilmer had one, George Clooney had one. Uh, the leader right now is the, uh, um, Christian Bale, who did the Batman Begins and Forward. Yeah. Uh, then you have Affleck, who is got one more than Keaton, because he had Batman versus Superman, he had the Justice League 1 and Justice League 2. Right, and, but but this whole... Oh, no. See, I'm sorry. I've seen both cuts of the Justice League, so I've got two yeah. now, versions now, mentally now, marked. Now, when it came to the movies... He's apparently going to be in The Flash, and so is Michael Keaton. And if Michael Keaton's in The Flash and even decides to put on that Batman suit even once, I will lose my nut. I will lose my nut. This is on the... This is on this. If they bring, if they even show me the Batmobile, I have a model of that. You know, I love that car. That's my favorite Batmobile ever created. Is the Michael Keaton original Batmobile, the Batman mobile for sure. Like when it comes to movie cars, there's like the Ghostbusters Ecto One, and then there's the Batmobile. And the Batmobile has been iconic way longer than anything the Ghostbusters could think of. Because the Batmobile started out way back when Batman started, right? And when you watch those old 1940s, 30s, I don't know. I've been drinking now, so my numbers are going to be off. But if you can actually see them on YouTube. There's two different ones. There's two different Batman movies. They're both in black and white. And they drive a normal car. And you know how they change their car? They put the convertible top down. Or up. That's how they get away with stuff. Yeah, well, it's so funny. 
did he drive fast though? Yeah, they fast forward everything. Oh, yeah. Superman just put on glasses and slicked his hair. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Or parted it or something like that. Yeah, he slicked it for Superman and parted it for Kent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, when it came to why I prefer DC is because to me it feels more grounded. It feels more adult. I'm more adult now. But when I was a kid, I was all about Spider-Man. That 90s uh, Spider-Man that came out when I was first interview or introduced to Venom and didn't know any of his backstory or anything else, that blew my mind. Which might or might not be my Halloween costume this year. So we'll just have to find out. But, but at the same time, right, one of my big problems with DC is they keep telling me they keep going, seriously, let's take a look at the Justice League, right? Great movie, the Justice League. And until I saw the second Justice League, which was just so much better. Let's talk about, you know, the Suicide Squad. Let's talk about the birds and the right? bees. And, and the... the second Suicide Squad, well, we finally got that movie, right? So we can scrap the first one. And that's where I'm having a lot of problems with DC. It's, again, that's where that continuity works coming up, right? They just can't seem to keep it together. I got one right. important thing to say. What's that? Batman versus Superman, fuck you. Because, because they took Batman versus Superman and squished it together with Superman versus Doomsday. Don't do that. You had so much potential there and you peed on it. But, <clears throat> but again, it's, it's, it's. Sarah's laughing and I'm still not sure why. She's got the giggles. <laughs> I was just thinking, every time, no offense, Peter, every time you take the mic, you start with, but again, and you say right like six times, and I think I should drink every time. But that's where I come in, in the editing thing. <laughs> he has replaced but with right, uh, then again, again, on the flip side. Everybody has... Everybody has idioms. I get stuck on a bunch of stuff. Like, I was on hard to say for the longest time. Until you called me out on it. You just called Peter out on it. Go away and embarrass the guy. Jesus. Throw you right the fuck under the bus, eh? You asked why I was laughing. She's even hoping it's an accordion bus. That's how bad that was. But I love you, Peter. Your knowledge of the comic book world is greatly appreciated. I appreciate it, it a yeah, lot. For yeah. a person that never really read them, it gives me more... Yeah. And I can contest, I told Peter that he needs a fucking PDF because I've moved that collection. And I told him after the first time, never again. <laughs> they are just too numerous too heavy like milk crates full of comic books weigh a lot more than you think i have a question for peter regarding his comic book collection do you need like your own u-haul for just that and then your stuff no there's maybe nine things and they're heavy. like what about one of those you you can squeeze a whole lot right now 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 a lot of people would argue on both sides of the coin i figure because i have Put them in whenever I put them into the sh- in, into the milk crates. I always turn the milk crate on the side and I stack them down that way, right? And I squeeze them in there so that you cannot squeeze another one in. They you cannot. Tight, I right? could not take but a then duty I've paper created, and put it in. Created such a solid mass that they can't be destroyed. Well, yeah, because right? you want them so that they're tight enough they won't bend or miss or move right? or at all yeah. sh- shift, right? Yeah. Did you know that now? And I only know this because I've been taking apart a. Part, a Man who passed away years ago in a fire. You've been taking him apart? No, I inherited. I. Oh, oh God. Too soon? I'm sorry, it's the alcohol. That's going to need replacing. Uh, I inherited his magic card collection, and I've been taking the cards out, and I noticed the ones closest to the center, furthest away from the edges, are going to be the ones that are safe. So the same thing would apply to your comic books because they're in such a solid mass. The only thing that's going to char is the like four on the ends, and then the sides of all of them. Yeah, you put the important ones in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So like, from 
my so, experience. So yeah. If you ever grab one, if you ever going through my comics, and that means you have white gloves on, right? Oh, yeah, if you're going into my comic collection, you do have white gloves. He on. was lucky. He was paying me in beer. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, uh, if you want to run the good comics, go to the center of the pile. Right. Okay, Peter, I'll make you a deal. If we ever win the lottery, <clears throat> so don't hold your breath. I will get you an apartment with one of those air-safe, fire-safe rooms for your comic books. Oh, that would be absolutely awesome. With complete with drawers that you can organize them in perfectly. Yeah, yeah, and you can yeah. even frame the ones you want to. I saw it on yeah, my yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen them where they where you can get them frame, framed and pinned HEPA open filters. to yeah, certain pages. and temperature control, bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bitch. Sarah's, Sarah's been drinking, and I'm it's her favorite, so she's hyper. And I'm sitting over here. I don't have anything. Because I don't one? like stuff. <laughs> so, I don't like stuff around me. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, oh, what's his name, Peter? You got this. Uh, it's played by Seth Rogen or whatever. It, thank you. Is he DC or Marvel? He's DC. Okay. Well, I was hoping he was Marvel because I can't think of any Marvel vehicles that are iconic. There's, oh, there's, I um, got one. The jet from X Men. That's well, that's the Quinjet. The, the Quinjet. Yeah. And you'll actually, if you actually look into it, again, um, they, they, they. You gotta steal it from them. They, they, they. Wait, wait. But in Marvel, Marvel, they, they don't have cars. You're right. They have planes. You guys gotta get aggressive. They have planes. They have boats. They have hover cars. They have. They were all. They, they've got just so many geeky gadgeteers yeah right like the fantastic four gets their powers while traveling in space yeah. right like they're on a spaceship right so like the the whole thing is that they just tend to avoid land travel to begin with they've got a lot of move characters too right like blippers and teleporters. Um, so one thing i hate for both companies is reboots and consolidations so DC's done their crisis on Infinite Earth. They've done their flashpoints. Those are they've oh, done, the they've done their uh, new Fifty Twos. No, this is overall. Yeah, yeah this is even comic yes, books. Yeah, this is overall Secret Wars for Marvel. Uh, Secret Wars for Marvel. Marvel had uh, two other ones. Uh, the 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 Infinity Stones, I believe, was another reboot. And it's it's but but this is. They have to be done. You just don't have a choice. And they on have it. to be done. And that right? when you me talk bonkers. about when you talk about having so many different Batmans across dimensions, right? Eventually, that's too many titles, and they're not selling. And I just got to cut them, right? And the cutting of a title is probably one of the hardest things to do because you've always got followers for it, right? Like I said, um, I think I think I said it might have been in take one, but. Um, DC actually didn't get rid of its full line of World War II comic book titles until the 60s. Yeah. Right? So so in that aspect, just trying to end the title because there's so many... They, they do have fan bases. is really, really hard. And a lot of times you've just got to fix things that were wrong or that society has changed. Yeah. Right? Um, the Wasp is... The Wasp's um, origin story, right? No, Wasp, Wasp the, wasp, the Bug, as in the Avengers. Yeah, Avengers were talking, yeah. Ant-Man, right? Um, superheroes, Sarah, right, superheroes. Her original origin story involves wife beating, alcoholism, a drunken husband, her managing to get control of his money and his patents, right? Putting him in prison for insanity because he actually injects her without her permission while she's sleeping with yeah, the boss serum right she takes total control of all of his funds and she is the money behind the avengers mansion and the entire avengers under henry prim's property right and his full estate henry prim gets nothing of it she has it all no don't right so that whole origin story yeah. no longer fit today yeah. Yeah. Right, so it's got, it, and that's why so, they just have to be done. No, don't get me wrong. I'm sure DC has done it too. But oh, I've been, look at the Hulk. But I've been watching. No, a the lot Hulk of, is Marvel. Yeah. Look at Batman. Right. Well, no, Batman, not really. So like, um, so don't get me wrong. I'm sure DC has done it too. But um, Green, I was, Green Arrow. Green Arrow's had a lot of rewrites. 
right? As a matter of fact, um, in the 80s, when the whole, the Green Arrow is actually the first uh, of what I'm going to refer to as the Dark Knight titles, right? Because what they do with Green Arrow is, is one of the things that Marvel's been doing is they've been pushing um, in the comic books to get ahead. They've been pushing that um, the charter of whatever, but it's a thing on comic books which limited what you could see, what, you know, the amount of violence you could show and all of this, blah, 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 right? Now that's a whole topic we can have at another time, right? The standards, the Comic Book Standards Act. But the, um, what, and Marvel pushed it. So they were doing a lot more avant-garde things and more modern things in the 80s, such as implying drug use and such on and so forth, right? And one of the big first titles that DC went into doing this, and oddly enough, it's one of the ones I have a copy of, right? And you literally, um, uh, what's his, what's his, what's his sidekick's name? Skip, Skippy? What? Speedy. Speedy. Speedy's a heroin addict, right? And that's one of their first stories. And the entire year, right, the first issue, issue one, is Speedy ODing on heroin. Green (coughs) found by the Green green Arrow. And then Green Arrow going out and systematically killing the drug trade in North America. And that's DC. And that's DC. And that was one of their really, really first dark... um, Dark, dark, uh, yeah. dark characters, dark storylines, right? But Marvel, like I was going to say, like DC does have its dark points, but like you had mentioned a Marvel one just before that, which I was trying to get in. And uh, I was just listening to a rundown of Venom, and this one corporation had captured Venom, separated him from a host for a long time. They kept trying to feed him different people to be hosts, and he kept just eating them just eating them just like not bonding at all just eating them and then they sent in two guys at the same time one guy was a psychopath and one guy uh they didn't say what he was in for but he's they said he was a violent offender so what venom ended up doing was bonding with both of them at the same time to get an idea of who these people were he found out that, yes, the one guy is a complete psychopath and has no grip on reality whatsoever. And the other guy actually uh, was in prison for sexual assault. So Venom, trying to be more heroic, as Venom started to do relatively early on in his career, decided to do the the moral thing. I wouldn't say the noble thing, but he ended up bonding with the psychopath and sexually uh doing something to the guy who had sexually done things to other people and then ate him and then again you know that that's the beauty of a well-written villain right oh my god when i heard if you can feel emotion for your villain and in comic books and in the entire superhero genre we talk a lot about the superheroes but we really need to talk about the villains because the villains the villains are the ones that get your blood going. They're the ones that we really get an emotional connection with, especially if they're good. The, they're the well most done. anti-hero I'm going with right now, my favorite, and you've known this for probably several years now, is, is Venom. Yeah. Venom's my favorite, used to be villain, now semi-bad bad guy. But what I want to do is ask Greg. I Greg's, Greg's on the spot. I want your favorite Batman and your favorite Superman from the movies only. The uh, movies in color only. Uh, uh, my favorite Batman, I I like the original Batman, like with Michael Keaton, but I also like Batman Begins and the Dark Knight is right up there for Batman. Superman, I'm not no, really no, Spider Man. Sorry, Spider Man. I want. You oh, did I say? Okay, well, give me Batman and Superman, and then we'll do a Spider-Man. Well, to be honest, um, I like Man of Steel, probably my favorite one. Yeah, I I wasn't a big fan of Christopher Reeve. Uh, he he kind of, I just didn't like him. Yeah. If I had to, which one was the guy in Superman Returns? Does anybody remember? Brandon Routh. He was okay. He wasn't old enough to be returning from anything. Right. Uh, Henry Cavill, love it. 
when he looked at the Flash as the Flash was trying to run around him when he first woke up, and the Flash realized that, holy crap, he can see me as fast as I can run and, and had that oh shit moment. Yeah. Yeah. That That's the movie Superman for me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you, you like your Henry Cavill? You, you yeah, like I liked him as Superman. I heard they're bringing him back. Yeah, I also read that he was going to be in Marvel too. He's they got he's going to Oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. He's going to be someone in Marvel. Now. I heard they're bringing him back as Superman. Yes. yes. So he's back for Superman. Um he he's in talks with doing a Marvel. He's in talks with doing a Marvel character. Um, the thing is, they're going to do whatever they're going to do anyway to make the money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, just, they canceled. It what it is. They canceled Batgirl apparently due to bad ratings. I'm not going to go further into any of that because I don't know. Straight up, I just don't know. Well, it was the whole I mean, Warner Brothers merger that Bat the Batgirl got canceled. Like it's they just wanted to save. 90 million dollars because they were losing a lot of money with the merger 200 million dollars Batgirl was on the hook for yeah I think if you were to for me the to pick my got paid anyway yeah exactly but for me to pick a favorite Superman I can't really pick a movie one I have to go with Dean Cain from the TV series <laughs> I was gonna say but yeah yeah I, I have to he not only did he do Superman well he also did Clark Kent Clark Kent really well you know, um, and I think because that series, Lois and Clark, was mostly centered around Lois and Clark's relationship, he managed to make Clark that geeky, awkward, kind of off, like off key kind of guy that he should be. But when he was Superman, he filled that role in terms, especially his visual, really well. Like he was like, oh, he looks more like a Superman than. Christopher Reeves did like he had that look to him I think visually and he was more appealing um for Batman I have to go with obviously I have to go with Michael Keaton as well not because my husband would divorce me if I didn't say Michael Keaton but I actually do I won't really watch any of the other movies without him um I didn't hate the ones after that Val Kilmer Val Kilmer did do better than George Clooney I'm sorry I'm sorry. Hands down, Val Kilmer. Thank you. George Clooney was just nicer than me. If you say so. I don't like him. Now, I didn't like George Clooney as Batman. No. That's only because of bat nipples. You mentioned Spider-Man. I could tell you. Yeah, favorite Spider-Man. I, I always like, I like Andrew Garfield yeah. as Spider-Man, but I love Tom Holland as and and uh, yeah. and Tobey Maguire was really good too, but I kind of like Andrew Garfield a little bit more than Tobey Maguire. The thing I didn't like about the Tobey stuff was the uh, natural web mechanism, uh, but I like that they poked fun at it in the new Spider-Man. That the was... thing I found with the Spider-Man movies is that was you, you got the three right with Tobey as first, Toby yeah, Tobey Maguire, but each Spider-Man. Like, I love Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Like, it was, oh my God, it's Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. I'm going to go see three movies. You know, and I did. I saw all three of them, right? And then, Garfield? Yeah. And then Garfield comes out and is like, oh my God, it's a better Spider-Man. And I saw three movies of him. And now, only two, okay, two movies of him. And then suddenly, I get the newest one, right? And it's like, Oh my god, it's even better Spider-Man. See, I actually think that all three different like all three different Spider-Mans that have been played by like um Maguire, Garfield and Holland have all been casted very well. Oh yeah. And they were all likable. So it's really hard to choose yeah. Yeah. which one I mean, is your I'm favorite. Just, I'm just not a fan of Andrew Garfield, <clears throat> so I didn't really like those movies, but I like I still like the movies. I don't really care about the person. I found but, that him his role um, in it, I think it was kind of dampened by Scott, the death of I thought Scott Wolf should have been the original Gwen? Spider-Man. Scott Wolf. Scott Wolf from oh, Five. Oh, well back over Toby Maguire? Yeah. Yeah, no, and I don't see, like that. I had a friend, guy. he was actually first cast for it. Oh, was he? Scott Wolf was supposed to be, but he turned it down because he thought it was going to be hokey. And you just lost but a Macho bunch Man of money, but... The, but Macho Man was in the Spider-Man movies. Uh, yeah. Bone crush up, bitch. 
So, Greg, your favorite would be the the newest guy. Well, I kind of like Andrew Garfield. Oh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, Sorry. but yeah, I yeah. mean, like, I do like Tom. I I think the newest Spider Man movies were the best ones, but yeah. my favorite Spider Man is Andrew Garfield. So here's my theory. You ready? And it's it, it it's probably not just mine. I probably saw it on a YouTube video. I'm not sure who I can credit at this point. I've seen so many videos, but someone out there, I'm sure, has said it. Um, they left a piece of venom in the MCU now. Right. Right. We got that crossover happening, kind of like we're having with wrestling and them being the for- forbidden door where they can. Oh, they yeah. There's your wrestling reference for the evening. But now that there's a piece of it in the MCU <laughs> and all three of these Spider-Man are part of the MCU now because that was an MCU movie. We know that. Um, I want them to give that piece of venom to Andrew. I want him to go nuts because we've already had it touched on that Gwen Stacy in his timeline has been killed which means he's the counteract point to Spider-Gwen. So I want him to go nuts with the Venom symbiote and bring in a Spider-Gwen version. And please don't fuck up the casting. Make it Emma Stone because that's who is Gwen in his reality and it's supposed to be an exact flip of that. Right? So that has to stay the same. And... That's what I think they're going to do. I think they're going to give that little bit of venom to Andrew. He's going to go nuts, and then everybody's going to have to come together, including Gwen. Maybe even Miles. I'd be down for that, too. And to... No, Miles Morales. Garfield's getting too old to play Spider-Man. No, no. See, he's he's at the age where... Uh, he's had so much loss. He's had so much other stuff going on that, like, and also most of the stuff now is just CGI. I so heard it doesn't really he doesn't matter. want to do another Spider-Man movie. That's the thing. That, really? Yeah, he's not. Hard to do. He's not really that interested in doing another one because a lot of people want him to do the third Spider-Man, and he says he's okay with doing the two. He says he's he's fine, and he he said being in this, being with the Tom Holland one was perfect for him like he said he doesn't need to do spider-man but i could see him like being part of like another marvel movie okay so i've seen other videos yeah and he got caught for lying and lying badly yeah and that's part of the lying badly he was talking about oh no i think i'm just gonna do the one and that's it that's part like no, he's I'm pretty sure signed on with Sony or what is going on now. So how would you put Deadpool in all this too? Okay, because so it doesn't definitely your antihero. Peter okay. Take a rest, Peter. I got this. I got this. No, 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 I, I'm saying like Deadpool correct me if I'm wrong. No, don't let him. Don't let I'll him. do it. Um I got you. It's but okay, Peter. Breathe. Deadpool breathe. is is bi curious, right? Or he's bisexual. And um, yes and no. He's just nutty as shit. Okay, but doesn't he have the hots for Spider Man though? Um, no. He's got a fascination with them because mainly he likes his jokes, and they're both joke characters. Okay. They're, they they both have uh, quick one liners, and that's why they get along so well. Okay. It's also a huge internet meme, and other than that, whatever. It's great. Yeah, right. It, it's it's just a cultural rule thirty four thing. Well, I mean, I see that's the thing because if Ryan Reynolds was, it's going to be like Deadpool, and they if they wanted to hook up with a Spider Man, I think Andrew Garfield would be the perfect Spider Man for that part. But I mean, that's just my. Uh, I'm gonna get this. Okay, yeah. so if they do that, I'm out. But anyway, um, Are you? what? Well, like, if he has, like, a one-off encounter... What? Greg, I have a corner over there with your name on it. I don't even know what I was... You just gotta... Oh, man. See, I'm still outnumbered. I got three gay males, 
a straight female, so everybody likes the dick. Except for me. I like the horizontal taco. But you talk about your dick all the time and how the size of it is compared to things. Yeah, but usually in a small manner. Well, it's bigger than a golf pencil. (laughs) Well, that's good news. Uh, Wow, that was off track. Um, Oh, I'll give you a weird fun fact. When I... No, no, go sit in the corner. Greg, you just lost the corner. Sarah's got the corner now. She's... No... No, you're not allowed. Uh, I don't know. Uh, when I was younger, I had a notebook. And I wanted to start my own uh, comic book. If not comic book, then at least characters. So I tried to see how many characters I could come up with. I think I ended up with over 500 of them. Each one of them I drew a face for in a main costume. And its name represented what he could do. I knew what each one of them did because of what their name was and after i was doing it a bunch of other people on my school bus started doing it too started making up their own superheroes and stuff like that one thing i have to give an om- you sound om- like you're, the way you're telling it it sounds like you stomped i still do it today i don't make up so much superheroes but i might make up the odd transformer no i make up superheroes all the time right as a matter of fact, the last the last four I did were my four animals, right? The three cats and the dog. They all have superpowers now, and they're 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 all a canine squad. Or my sort. first one would have been probably Bill the Police Cat. Yeah, and that's what I mean. I do it all the time, right? But again, um, there's another topic for us, right? Uh, RPGs, right? It was really popular, right? So I've got all of those books, right? I've got groups. I've got Marvel superheroes. I've got DC superheroes, right? You know, so. I can actually sit there and reference and then go and pull out dice and everything and do this. But no, I find it really easy. And they all, they all have background stories, um, secret identities, um, what their superpowers are, their name, um, costume design. I don't draw. So, so it's like color, colors and such on and so forth, right? Um, attitudes, tone, how they represent themselves in the world. All fleshed out characters. Um, and even right down to sort of quasi-alignment, whether or not they're probably a villain or whether or not they're probably a hero and what their motivations are. Yeah, I do it all the time. It's when I'm bored. Okay, so we'll do one for the ladies and or gabies. Uh, well, I got a panel. Yeah, it was as close as I could come. Um, so, uh, we'll go down the line since I have a, a jury of gentlemen who prefer gentlemen. Uh... That hottest, probably means you're going to start with a man. Hottest male superhero. Um, oh, mine is Gambit. Gambit from X Men. I oh, fell in love with him, go. and I was like, "Oh, if he was real." But yeah, mon Gambit, cher, oh, he just turned my crap. Like, I just thought Est-ce que he tu was, parles beaucoup yeah, de français? I, awesome. I have to say, mine is. Um, Oliver Queen, Green Arrow, from the TV series, Stephen Amell. Holy shit. That guy in green leather pants gets me every time. He's the, what did I say at the SummerSlam event? He's the vigilante in my panties. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I broke Coleman. (laughs) It's hard to break Everybody talks about um, Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. When I saw him go into the uniform, I was like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. I like the movie myself but. i don't mind it i i i knew the origin story of the green lantern and it was pretty on i've already said it i've already said it aquaman man I, and i know like you know jason momoa aquaman, jason momoa, aquaman yeah. right oh, yeah, 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 yeah. that was like oh <laughs> all right all right great. oh man when he's wet Oh, Jesus. Oh, he to come aboard and be like, anything you, you want. Anywhere you want. Yeah, anywhere. <laughs> I should. You can come it. anywhere you want, baby. <laughs> See, I don't find him that hot. I should right? I should have put down a tarp. I know, but I don't really find him that hot either. Not my type. Okay, so. I, mean, I, I, like I said, I like Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, oh, but you, but yeah, But I do yeah. like uh, Grant. Gus yeah, you did flash. say you wanted to mention it, so so that one's for you, Greg. Oh, okay. Before we go further, I have to agree with Greg. Grant Gustin is probably the best Flash there is, and I actually think with the whole controversy surrounding Ezra Dickhead Miller, we should probably just replace him with Grant Gustin. 
Because Grant Gustin already has the role. He's really good at it, and he's actually Who's the, best. the name of the actor who did the TV series back in the 80s oh, for the plus? John Wesley Shipp. And he, to me, was sexy. In May not have, but at that time he was, was sexy. also Dawson's yeah, was dad in Dawson's Creek. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I was just about to say that. Bobby, you do it? Oh. All right, dick lovers. Yeah, My turn. Uh, close, Gal Gadot, fuck yeah. Um, yeah, Supergirl's camel toe was amazing. Uh, I don't think that woman can act, however. The TV one? She can't act where she at. Um, but she looks nice, you know. Um, so, of course, there's Power Girl, who looks amazing for most hetero men or lesbian females. We're not judging. Oh, here comes Peter. And that was ever since the boob job that happened in around 1990. You actually follow the comic book. That was actually going back and forth for a while. That's a long, long story about the boob window. But that's what it's known as now, is the boob window. Because if you don't know about Power Girl, she is a different version to uh, Supergirl from a different dimension and her origin has gone back and forth but she has a circle cut out right where her cleavage is and that was explained in different ways one of them she apparently had this s symbol there but because it represented superman and she didn't want to be in superman's shadow she tore it off and it left a perfect circle which doesn't make a whole lot of sense and there's yeah, that's a pretty vulnerable zone to get hit at right like well she's a super person so yeah, there's there, there's no vulnerable po- point like you know but but it's not just the titty show. If you actually look at the original cartoon of her, right? Wow. Cartoons of her, she's like an A cup, and she's like a double D now, right? And and th- there was that moment in time where seriously, and all of your female superheroes, especially from the Marvel universe, they went up three cup sizes. Yeah. Look what porn has done to us. Oh yeah. It's got so, this so quick question. view of what women and men yeah. should look like is in what's in porn is what everybody wants now. What era did Power Girl start and when did the boob job show up? Like I don't know. 70s I think. Uh, the boob. The, she originally shows up in the late 60s, I believe, right? And then the boob job happens in around the late 70s, early 80s, right? So after about a decade. But she actually has little titties to begin with, right? And it's like, Matt laugh. and I actually had this conversation, like, years ago, and we actually had to look it up on the internet, because even I had to go, no, I'm arguing you with this, right? And it took a lot of work to actually find the original version of her. It's been so well overwritten, but we were able to do it eventually. But, yeah, it's amazing to see the changes that some of these happen. Um, She-Hulk was always large, right? You know, she's probably, for her time frame, the biggest busted Marvel superhero. Did you see the new clip written. of uh, Hulk... Or is she Hulk twerking? No, I haven't. She looks a little bit too thick for even her size. Like, in the first couple episodes from the clips I've seen, I haven't watched the show because I don't care to turn on the Disney Plus or whatever it's on. Um, but in the first episode, she looks like this athletic lean. And then she's the Hulk, but wearing the lawyer motif. I, I don't know why, because I thought she Hulk could change at will. Uh, he Hulk, uh, she Hulk can't change. That's one of the major differences between oh, her and the Hulk. She can't go back. Um, oh, she Hulk can't go the, back. The Hulk goes oh, back and okay, forth. Okay, so I had it backwards. Yeah, and and She Hulk can't change, but she retains her intelligence and her strength. Yeah. She's not as strong she's as the Hulk, and she's oh, not as smart as Bruce Banner. But she's kind of like she is super intelligent, but at a lower genius level than Banner. And she's super strong and super invulnerable, but at a lower level from the Hulk. I think well, she has a limit. Not anymore. Whereas the Hulk, the more you hit the Hulk, right? He has, he has absorption power. So the more you hit him with kinetic energy, the more invulnerable he becomes to kinetic energy. Well, see, the the more angry he gets. He gets, yeah, stronger. Yeah. He gets stronger and more invulnerable. Yeah. So I have no idea where I was going. Ah, uh, what do you got, Greg? I haven't watched She-Hulk yet, uh, but no, I've heard... I haven't watched it, I heard honest. mostly good reviews, but I had a friend that's been watching it, and he hates it. Yeah, I, I think you might be watching the wrong reviews, because everything I've read has been bad. Um, Batgirl didn't do good. Or Batwoman, sure, sure, we'll go with the woman. 
Why not? I like I like Batwoman because the the villains were good in it. She I wasn't d- that good. But I also didn't like Gotham, so Oh, I love Gotham. All the ages were wrong. I like Bruce ben is twelve, a but actor. Penguin's already whatever. Joker's already whatever, and it's like, yeah, no, you lost me. So you mean to tell me? So once Bruce he was young, he was in a mental institution. Yeah, but the Penguin was older because he was already a kingpin, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, but by it the was time majorly the character, the female character. But by the time Bruce ran gets every, yeah, ran the underworld there, right? But by the time Bruce gets old enough to you know yeah. be trained enough and all this kind While of stuff, it didn't have anything to do with him. Really. Yeah, it was all about the underbelly. Borden. Yeah, Borden. Yeah, it was about Borden. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I have trouble adapting to new things. I think I really do. I really do. One, are we going to Singular go with sensation? Are we sticking with that for a bit? Uh, well, we are at an hour now. So, yeah, who knows who wins? You can like who you like, right? right. Um, that's what makes it good. Uh, right now, I feel that DC is shit in the bed when it comes to movies, but also after the death of the main line of Avengers. Uh, the Marvel, besides Spider-Man, of course, is also shit in the bed. So, until both companies get their shit together and know how to write a good story, like, I don't care if it's a female lead or a male lead, I want a story. Yeah. Give me character development. Give me but, but beginning, one, middle, end. One of the end. things we've got going for Marvel right now, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the mutant title... Has now has, been regained yes. by Marvel under Disney or whoever now owns it. And given that, we now have the Marvel line, the, the X-Men line, and all of that line, which can now, again, sorry, rewrite, right? But that continuity can now be brought in to to the existing Marvel universes. I got one right? for you, And that's Peter. the big key, is that it's the Marvel universe, so we can write it. Now, they've had some really bad fallbacks. Like, what do we do with Blue? Black Panther, right? When your actor dies, right? Uh, well, just, they gave it to the lady. But 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 you're just in this kind of limitation of what are you going to do with it now? So right? I got one for you, Peter, and I would really like to know. Sure, go ahead. Okay, are you sitting down? Yes, I am. Wolverine. What about Wolverine? Has been played by Hugh Jackman since the beginning of time. Yes. Nobody else has done a live-action Wolverine, from my understanding, to the extent that he has. I would probably agree. There have been one offs. He, he he doesn't want to do it no more. He's he's done. He he I I can't blame him. He's got to be hard movies to film. He's done You've so keep many. Up your body. You've got to do all that work that you're going to be doing. I'm sure when you're like 60 years old, it's the last thing you want to do. Yeah. So so he wants to be done with that. Now that Disney has the mutant rights and has talked to Fox and gotten a lot of their characters and stuff like that to now be owned under the Disney umbrella, they're doing a reboot of the X-Men and all that kind of stuff. Now they're talking, there's rumors, I'm saying alleged, uh, that they're going to get Daniel Radcliffe, who played Harry Potter, to be the new Wolverine. He's actually a really good, he's he's a really good actor, and and I'm going to be honest, I actually think that he could be a good Wolverine. I saw some mock-ups. There, there, it didn't there, look there, bad. There are it some didn't, really... It didn't. And there's some very obscure movies he's done that if you haven't seen them, you haven't seen that side of acting from him, right? Like, but... but and he does have the nice hairy chest. And he does have the nice hairy chest, and he does... Couldn't tell you. But, but... He can also be very psychotic and weird. He can play a crazy person really well, and Wolverine kind of is, right? If you haven't seen Equus, right, then you can't really... You've got to see Equus before you say whether or not he can play the I know he's a good actor. I got nothing against the guy myself. I don't even think he's fugly. But 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 Hugh Jackson was no better in the face, right? Yeah. Really. That's part of it. Wolverine is... But Wolverine is supposed but to he's done but he's not it. supposed to be pretty. He's not supposed he's supposed to be oh, animal. Supposed to be animalistic, right, in his facial structure. Yeah. Right? And you can do that with Okay. Do you remember those Care Bear movies from the eighties when they had the little frog children in there? 
I don't remember the frog children. Okay, but well, go ahead. either way, anybody who knows these Care Bears movies, the Care Bear Countdown movies, yeah. they had these kids that were turned into frog children. That's what Daniel Radcliffe looks like. He looks like oh. a frog child. He's <laughs> ugly, and I can't stand his face. He's almost as bad as the red-haired guy in those movies, and I've never even seen those fucking movies, and I never will. You can't pay me to see those movies or read those damn books because they're stupid and overdone. Like, okay, there's my rant. I'm, I'm, yeah. No, I'm done. He's playing Weird Al now, eh? That's Stephen Dubber! No, he looks really good. It's he weird. looks good as Weird Al. I'm he, sorry. Yes, yeah. he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And he'll be good as this... Wolverine. He's not a hot British guy. Uh, I'll do it for later. Um, yeah, so we are at an hour five. I just want to say, love the superheroes you love. Follow the franchises and the shows and the movies you want to f- follow. Don't listen to critics. If you love it, you can love it. If you were all about Batwoman, you're all about Batwoman. If you're all about any of them, really, be all about it. Be that voice that is that thing. But in the same breath, don't let Hollywood get away with any of this baloney. And we'll talk to you next time. You guys take her. Can I just throw in something real quick here that I didn't mention? Because I do have to just give it a words up, man. It took me a while to get through it. But when I finally watched all of the episodes, Moon Knight on Disney was worth the watch. Okay, good to know. Because I was thinking about looking into it. All right. You guys take her easy and we'll see you next week.